0: Yusuf. This is It's My Entertainment. Entertainment. Hey, how's it going, everyone? I hope everyone is enjoying the uh, summertime, you know, enjoying the weather, wherever you may be. I think the country is going through kind of like a heat wave right now. I think, right? (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But i hope you. I uh, hope everyone is staying cool, staying hydrated. And if you're at home, we still happen to have some uh some reviews for you if you to check out a movie if you want to stay in the house and chill out. Um and this week uh it's a new release actually on Netflix that uh we're reviewing this movie called Spider hit <laughs>
1: Spider Yes. And it is by the same director that it has the highest grossing film in theaters right now. Uh, and that would be Top Gun. It was, it is directed by Joseph Kosinski.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, his other big highest, like super successful film was Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: so he has some big giant features under his belt and the cast of Spiderhead is also Pretty well known. We have one of the (laughs) Chris's, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, You may know him as Thor. Mm -hmm. We also have Miles Teller. Also of Top Gun fame. He was in a couple other Oscar winning movies, I believe. Uh, And then we have uh, Journey Smollett.
2: Smollett, yeah.
1: And you may know her from another little, small comic movie called Birds of Prey. <laughs>
0: exactly, and Love and Lovecraft Country, uh, the series that was on HBO, also.
1: Yes, yes. Um, she was also in True Blood. If you know, if we want to go way back. <laughs> uh, and the other big cast person in this movie is someone that I'm not familiar with uh, Mark Paggio
2: hmm. um, so. but
1: he's I am i guess he's only been in like five things so hmm. Interesting. this is I think this is his I mean this is his
0: first sort of quote unquote big
1: movie
0: <laughs> yeah, right on All right, so what is the synopsis of this film
1: it is, according to IMDb, in the near future, convicts are offered the chance to volunteer as medical subjects to shorten their sentence. One such subject for a new drug capable of generating feelings of love begins questioning the reality of his emotions. Okay. So, I,
2: I like this.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. The synopsis is good. I feel like this is... like. After watching Severance, which is an apple t v show
2: mm-hmm.
1: series, uh this is the perfect movie follow up because both of them deal with um people's brains being manipulated mm-hmm. altered um, you know severance is having your work life completely separated from your life life, and this is about having. Uh, your emotions altered so that you can, I don't know, fall in love better, be Mm -hmm. angry, manipulated, laugh, regardless of what you're being told. Um, But the big drug that they're working on is the one for love.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: That that, that they tell you about. But there's Mm -hmm. a twist at the end of the movie that it's not just about love. It's also about manipulation
0: Mm -hmm. and obedience. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, you know, hims Hemsworth plays uh, Ab Ab Abnesty Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So it's funny. You know, he he's it's definitely uh you know a stripped down role. You know, because like like General said, he's Thor. You know, he throw hammers around and punch people in the face. Uh and this is definitely a, a smaller, you know, film for him as far as, you know, the scope of the movies he usually uh do, which I thought was, I found it pretty refreshing, you know, how he's just operating scenes with just one or two people, you know, he don't have to, you know, body slam anyone and stuff like that. Uh but that was that was pretty cool. And he he reminded me of, you know, okay, this is what they, how Elon Musk would act like if he was, like, <laughs> in this room, you know, have that kind of charming, you know, kind of like, hey, situation, but you really don't know what's going on with this dude.
1: Yeah, so... It is definitely a departure from, like, the big action roles we know him from. The the, the film feels like it could easily be something that you'd see um, on stage because it is typically two or three characters on screen really, like, reacting, reacting, I say that in quotes, to the drugs they're they're given. Uh, You have two people behind the glass and one person in a lab room.
0: Right, exactly, and uh, what's really good, actually, a good, a good film really set up, you know, the puzzles. But as you watch them, as you watch it go further, you slowly see the pieces coming together. Um, for yes. instance, it was this just.
2: Is great.
0: Huh? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was just giving an example of like the first, the very first scene we see. You know, we're. You know, we're, we're watching, you know, this, this, this guy, you know, in, in the room that they usually kind of ask questions about, you know, Hemsworth, you know, firing off all of these like corny dad jokes, you know, super corny dad jokes. And, you know, the guy's just laughing, just rolling just laughing his ass off. And then his uh, assistant start asking the person, you know, behind the glass that's laughing at these dad jokes that Chris Hemsworth just gave him, uh, it's like factual stuff. Like he said, you know, X amount of people died in Rwanda, and the person is still laughing like he, like it's a dad joke. So it was a very like, what is what what is happening with this scene? Um, it's it's a good teaser. That's I, I like good movies that set up, you know, like a big question mark, and then you, you know, slowly figure out what what's going on. <laughs>
1: yeah so that opening scene totally reminded me of like the trailers for get out
2: mm-hmm.
1: where you just have the the like the the black guy sitting in the chair
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh sort of freaking out but in yeah. this in this situation he's not scared he's he's laughing manically
0: you're right, yeah, you're right, yeah, good fool, it definitely feels like that it's like you don't know what's happening. like what is happening um yeah, very interesting. And Miles Teller is our main character in this movie. Uh, His name is Jeff. And it's funny. I was thinking about, it's a very cleaner, more stripped down version of, remember the island when they were in kind of like that kind of compound and everybody kind of walking around freely and kind of doing the exercises and stuff like that. It sort of reminded me of the island, except, you know, more of a, you know, smaller version of like the same compound that they were in, in the island. You know, they, you know, they cooking, you know, they're reading books. It's just like a rec center almost.
1: Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Although it's been a very long time since I've seen the island.
0: yeah well and same thing' it's like, oh, you think these characters are you know going along with something, but they just like this movie a revelation of oh, it's not what they thought it is, or they thought it would be um, and also Jeff, as the movie go on, we see that he's he he volunteered because of a incident that happened in his life. That took the lives of some people he loved. Um, so that's like one of the reasons why he's there because he want to, I guess he, he want to rehabilitate himself at the same time. He want to do, he, he wants to play his part and contribute the best way he can. If there's some kind of medical breakthrough that can kind of erase or, or start the process of switching over people's emotions from, you know, grieving to happy faster. Seems like, like he's all for it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like how they, they sort of, they tell his story through, it's sort of like dream sequences or flashbacks. He keeps having these nightmares about what he did. Um, And how he got to where he is, and they slowly reveal each of the different elements of the of his like incident his bad night, Um, and through it all, we're also seeing him fall in love with um, Smollett's character Lizzie. And he wants to tell her something, but we think because he, we, we think that what he wants to tell her is that he still has a girlfriend. Um, Mm -hmm. and we find out that the reason why he, he ended up in prison is because, um, he didn't only like in a drunk driving accident, Mm
2: -hmm. kill his
1: friend, but he also killed his girlfriend and he slowly like, I would say three quarters of the movie. It's like building up to him trying to tell Lizzie why he is in jail.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and <clears throat> it's interesting. They have these pads. I, I believe it's kind of like not wired, but I guess the needles are. I'm thinking like it's it's it's, it's ejected to their spine, their spine because the where it's placed is like right over their hip. They right. Yeah, yeah,
1: great, great. It it reminds me of like a um uh, an insulin pump that people get instead of doing like insulin injections, but it is attached to their spine so that it can be go into the nervous system because you do want to impact um, the brain. So they have all these different. Drugs that are named after the one that they're testing the most is N40, but they like they have number names like B6, uh, I17, You're right, and, um, and and just lots of different codes. Which is someone that works in pharma, um, you know, there's definitely before products that I've worked on or have been approved or announced. We definitely get random codes like abs 472 and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know we know what the code stands for but a lot of times the subjects or the doctors won't know what those codes stand for um and so this is the same situation is that the the jeff and lizzie and all the other clinical trial Participants here um, know the the code, but they don't know what it stands for.
0: Um, okay, I'm glad you brought this up because actually, I wanted to, you know, pass this hypothetical scenario your way. So, in this world that we see, yeah, do you think that the like, you know, these cocktails, so to speak, um. You you think that was the brainchild of him, or was it like a like a group of scientists that was, that kind of cooked this stuff up? Like, okay, try this. And
1: I I think based on the reveal at the end of the movie, uh, I think this is abs- absence absentees chris henward's characters i think he's the scientist that came up with this uh and all of this everything that's happening at this location feels super unethical (laughs) um i mean you know the idea of manipulating people's emotions for your bit like i just i mean i know that there are drugs that people need to take for mental health diseases. Mm. And I totally get that because it's a disease and you need to take therapy to help you. But this movie isn't about people having a disease, it's about manipulating people's brains so that they aren't themselves. So you can make someone fall in love so you can make someone be scared uh, so you can make someone fearful so you can make someone obedient. And that to me feels very wrong. Uh, and so I feel like he probably misled, uh, hopefully misled the uh, prison system to tell them what he was working on. Um and I think that it was just him. It wasn't a bunch of scientists. I think he's the mad scientist.
0: <laughs> he's the mad scientist. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely buy that because you know, throughout the movie, we see how each, how the prisoners, I'll put in air quotes, um, you know, have these vowels, you know valves connected within this contraption that's on their back type situation. So I was just thinking like logistics, like, uh, like a water or, like if there are scientists in the basement that's like kind of cooking this stuff up and kind of handing it up to him. Like, okay, here you go. Let's tap in the refill B38, whatever. Um, but I'll go, yeah, but definitely I I I I, I would definitely go with Jared Like he's the he's the mastermind. He cooked up everything. He's the he's the he's the Elon Zuckerberg yeah. All that <laughs> Yeah,
1: and, and and you know, I imagine that the prison system really wants him to perfect the obedient drug cocktail, and he's gone off and is testing all these other drug cocktails. Um, but like, when you stop giving the drug to the people, they continue to go back to their old selves. So I don't. I mean. He was trying to have the love thing stick around longer than it than it than when it was just being dosed, and he wasn't really being successful there.
0: Right. Um, yeah, which is very interesting, and and actually, it is in, in a very clever way. It raised the you know question, you know, like about human emotions and kind of the, the the thing of how much are we willing to give up or how much are we willing to sacrifice just for the sake of getting back to quote unquote normal. Right. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I like the Buddhist philosophy is you know, for you to truly, you know, be over a, a type of emotion. You have to let the emotion go through you fully so you can accept it and, you know, it could come out the other side. So uh, in this case, they're like, I want to do everything, but you know, confront this emotion of guilt or grief, things like that. You know, uh, and in the, and Chris Hemsworth character kind of took taking advantage of these people that you know, like you said, they're like, no, don't do therapy, don't try to, you know, yeah, I got some that can kind of you know bypass all of that. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, and I just and how like the the first half of the movie i was like okay this is interesting it's fascinating it's a very slow moving movie but towards the end it did start to make me feel like i was like a, an extension of severance mm-hmm. like the like chris chris's Company could be severance's company, and he's figured out a way after testing on all these people uh how to then continue to manipulate people so that when they go to work what happens at work is separate from what happens at home and just mm-hmm. all the ethical issues of right. people's brains
0: exactly and it's and I was just thinking about yeah you know, I was like flash forwarded to kind of an alternate ending where Helsorf is still doing it. Like I could totally see, you know, a military contractor taking this cocktail, like, hey, we can use this for our our soldiers. You know, like, they could just be mindlessly going into the firing lines, you know, with no emotions. Like, it's just, all right, we have to kill rate. we have to kill mode turned up to 20. Or they can make it an aerosol form and drop it on enemies to make them fearful, right? And right, so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh man, they could weaponize this. This could be <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just taking all of like the left field of like, Hemsworth, like, Trials, like, oh, this could be bad. This could be very bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that. I was thinking of Severance, but yes, point to all of those things.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. So, so, side note, this is actually the second movie I, I've seen of Chris Hemsworth's uh, on Netflix, but the other one he was uncredited for. Uh, he is on uh he plays a TV salesman in Inceptor, <laughs> which is uh, his wife <laughs> is the star of. Uh so if you need some like brain candy, something mm. mindless to watch, go watch that because it's hilarious to watch him as like this long haired hippie sales <laughs> TV salesman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, yeah, he just tapping into all, uh, all the different roles, like you know, he's switching like, it up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I,
1: I have the Thor money, and now I'm just gonna uh, have some fun. <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah, because cause the it, it, Interceptor, he's like executive producer of that one too. So he's like, hey, I could be behind the camera, and do some producing, and yada yada yada. So, yep. why, yeah. Why, why not? Like I said, he, he got his mouse. Checks in the bank. He's good. Hmm. He's gonna get some more mouse money after this next door come out. So he will. So he'll be all right. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. All right. So what's our uh, rating? Uh,
1: Sit on the sofa, watch it with the family. Um, Have it on the background, or avoid it and go outside and take on the real world.
0: Um yeah, you know, I I I give it a sit down. E- even though I I forgive the third act a little bit because I think the third act felt a little it felt it felt the it felt a little rushed. I mean it it, yes. it felt it felt like one it felt rushed and two it felt like all of these like uh all these like physical action things just kind of came out of nowhere, like you know the tussle and the fighting. I was like, ah, uh, like. But the movie wasn't really set up to be all punchy, punchy at the end, but whatever. Um, I, but I, I will give it a sit down because um, one of my favorite directors is Steven Soderbergh, and Steven Soderbergh do amazing things with small budgets, like small spaces. It's almost like he do almost play movies sometimes, you know, like that could be plays. Um, it felt very Steven Sutterberg, um, which I love. Uh, and plus, you know, the director, like Jen was (laughs) said, he he did this little, this little independent feature called Top Gun Maverick. That's out now. That's like working like gangbusters, but still managed to, you know, squeeze in something small, like, you know, spider head, on Netflix. And I thought that was, I think that's pretty cool. You know, he's going, he, he's doing some old school Spielberg stuff, because Spielberg used to give you two movies a year. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool. He'd give you a small one, he'd give you a big one. Uh, yeah. And both of them feel different. So yeah, I give it to them.
1: Yeah. I mean, so sit down for me and agree 100%. The, the third act did feel rushed. Um, I felt like they needed to take because I mentioned get out Mm -hmm. and get out is like a slow burn. And then the last act is a bit of a like fast and in your face. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I feel like this movie could have taken some lessons from that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and applied it to that third scene where it's all in your face. All of a sudden Um, Mm -hmm. the second act needed to be a little bit more of a less quiet and more of a ramping up to the third act. Mm -hmm. But, I still absolutely recommend sitting down and, watch it and watching it. It is rated R, so maybe not with the kids, because <laughs> right. there is um, a couple scenes that are a little bit bloody.
0: Yeah, and I um, ra- yeah, ain't gonna say raunchy, but there's some uh, simulated right. simulated
1: sex scenes. Get right, it on right. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, And and if you like Severance, the the Apple TV series, then I feel like you'll you'll thoroughly enjoy this one.
0: Right. Oh, and and I have to shout out whoever did the music choice for this movie.
1: Oh oh my god. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Every single song that came on. Every single song that popped on, I'm like brought what? Huh? This, what? Like this is a soundtrack of soundtracks right here. Like it's crazy, yes. and it was all it was every single track. It was like Herb Alpert, George Benson, Holland Nodes. Uh I forget the who's the uh, the first one. The first one.
1: I don't remember, but yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, like wow. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yes, it, it, it's 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 a good soundtrack and you know and it's a good yeah, it's, a, it's a good solid movie to watch so we definitely recommend it <laughs> yeah, so there you have it uh, Spiderhead uh, on Netflix right now go watch it check it out it wasn't that long it was probably like an hour and 40 something minutes so not nothing yep. crazy uh, so yeah and we will catch everyone next week with another one uh, until then I wish everyone safe physical and
1: have uh, fun with a family, but keep wearing those masks.
2: Yes. yes.